0: Welcome to the Mom Docs Podcast. We are three chiropractors on a mission to empower moms and dads to intentionally choose health for their kids and families, to provide core principles to raise their families holistically, and to help parents take an active role in their family's health. Our goal is to provide families a philosophical approach to health care that steps away from the conventional and supports true health.
1: friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Mom Docs. Today is going to be a little bit different. We wanted to take a time out from shoving ideas and tips and tools and tricks down your throat on how to raise your family holistically and instead pull back and share a little bit about how each of us came to this lifestyle and share our journeys to holistic living and a chiropractic lifestyle. Um, I think this is important because... I know for myself, oftentimes when I look at people who seem to have it all together in a particular area that I strive to be in, I assume that they've always been that way. And I think the average listener can maybe listen to the ideas that we have about walking away from the medical model and trusting and putting faith in your body and assume that maybe we were just always raised with that mindset, so it's easy for us to do it. And that's not true. And it's been an evolution for each one of us to get to this point. I'm always jealous when I meet people who were raised in a chiropractic lifestyle and were born at home and have never been vaccinated and they've never taken a medication because that certainly wasn't the case for, I know, myself. And so I'm really excited today to dive into. I get the privilege of knowing your guys' personal stories because we're friends, but our listeners don't. So I think today will be really fun to share a little bit of our journeys. So just to get things started, I would love to hear from both of you on how you were raised. So when you look back at your childhood and your birth process and how you were treated when you had a sniffle or fever, just what was the mindset in your household and was it different than what we are trying to teach our listeners to do with their children?
2: For sure. Yeah, this is, um, it is so funny to to look back, right, at where we started and where we are now. And for me, I was raised in the traditional, like, Western medicine family. I was born in a hospital and this was when, you know, like it was a natural birth, but I was vaccinated as a baby and I was the typical kid. I would say that I don't feel like I was sickly per se. I, I never had chronic ear infections or anything like that, but I do very distinctly remember every time that I got sick or had a fever, I was in the doctor's office and Anytime I was in the doctor's office, I can very clearly remember, all right, here, we'll give you an antibiotic. Yep. All right. We'll give you an antibiotic for that. It'll clear it up. You'll be fine. And I went through rounds of that. And, you know, same thing age old when you're sick. I remember laying on the couch, drinking Sprite and eating chicken noodle soup.
1: And and saltine crackers, right? And And saltines.
2: (laughs) Totally. And over time, I actually... And it's so funny now looking back that you can see the patterns now that I understand just how the body works and understand just the side effects of medication and what that leads to. I then developed ulcers in elementary school. Um, I was fairly stressed out child and, you know, being apart from my mom at school, I just remember feeling always just like stressed a bit. And so I developed ulcers. So I remember being, horribly sick from that, spending nights sleeping on the bathroom floor. And that led to a barium study to find an ulcer. And then again, of course, that led to even heavier medications and antibiotics to try and get the bad bacteria out of my gut, which now looking back, continued to destroy my gut, right? And then I ended up with acne as I went into adolescence. So Went back to the doctor for that when it got so bad, when you're in that middle school age of, I don't want to have this all over my face. So I got put on medications for that. And then I wound up being super, super constipated Like throughout high school. I developed a lot of digestive issues and I would go to the bathroom like once a week. And then when things got so backed up, I would develop headaches and take Tylenol and Advil. Like I was totally that athlete in high school that before tournaments, I'd be taking ibuprofen prophylactically, right? Like the Costco Mm -hmm. Sam's club Mm -hmm. size bottle of ibuprofen that just stayed in your gym bag. So you would just take that. So totally grew up in that, that mindset of, all right, you're, you know, once you have a problem here, take something for it.
1: And did it ever feel abnormal? Like or did it just feel never. like, oh, this is just what you do? Exactly.
2: Like you, ne- I never thought twice about any of it. Which and is so it was funny
1: because, and it's gotten. I think what's interesting about it is that it's gotten exponentially worse. What we consider to be normal, so we mm-hmm. consider a middle school girl who's stressed out and has ulcers, eating horribly. Right, like you know, this
2: was the the generation of like fast, convenient food was.
1: Yes, was yes. your diet. And we just consider it like, oh yeah, like don't even think twice about it because we've normalized sickness, which is like insane to me when you look at children nowadays, their normalized level of sickness and disease is astronomical. Like it is, it is just normal for, for children to go to the school nurse and take medication every day. And it's just normal to have a diagnosed condition, like, and it's just getting worse. And if we don't, do something different, what this normalized childhood in a conventional healthcare model will look like if it even exists 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. What about you, Erin? What was your life like pre, pre-chiropractic, pre
0: pre-holistic living? Yeah. So similar to Natalie. And Natalie, I actually don't think I knew that about you. I didn't know all of that either. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I was same. I was born a C-section and I think because of that, I was super sick as a toddler. I had a ton of ear infections, tons of antibiotics. Um, And then just beyond that, I never had tubes put in my ears, thankfully. But really just that mindset was ingrained in me at a really young age that if I was sick, we were going to the doctor. And we put so much blind faith into our pediatrician. Anytime we had a sniffle or a cough, we were in his office. And immediately after his office, we were in line at the pharmacy And I just remember the mindset that I had was just that I needed to take something in order to be healthy and just how that made me feel like my body was deficient. And I just was born that way. And that's just how it was going to be. And so I grew up pretty sick. I mean, I was an athlete. I played soccer and I feel like we ate a fairly clean diet. Um, But by the time I got in high school, I got mono. and I missed like two months of school which was super devastating as a teenager because I was missing my friends and I was missing soccer and I was missing, you know, all the things that were happening at high school. And I didn't know anybody my age that was as sick as I was. I couldn't get out of bed. And I remember just thinking, like, this is how I am. This is I'm just prone to getting sick. And that was my mindset and really didn't know any different. So fast forward to college when I'm playing soccer. And now I'm sick, but I'm also dealing with back pain from an injury I got. And I'm in the athletic trainer's office doing e on my back before every practice and every game. And all they have to offer me really beyond that is just ibuprofen. So, I mean, I was taking it probably six times a day, which is just crazy just to function as a 20-year-old, which makes no sense. But that just seemed normal. We normalize pain. We normalize sickness. And then I started dating this awesome guy who was interning for a chiropractor. And I really liked the guy, but I had a really (laughs) bad impression of chiropractors. Uh. So I'm like, okay, well, that's all right, I guess. He invites me to listen to this famous chiropractor who came into our town to speak. His name was Dr. Jim Sigafoos. No way. Yeah, just randomly that wow. was like my first exposure to chiropractic. That's a pretty good first exposure, hey? <laughs> right. So for those of you who are listening who don't know that name, he is probably one of the biggest chiropractic all-stars of all time. Um has really done so much for the chiropractic profession, educating the public. I mean, he was the main reason why I became a chiropractor. Um but I remember sitting in this church building where he came to speak. And he starts talking about this innate ability of the body to heal and function. And if your body is not functioning properly, it's because there's interference in your nervous system preventing your body from healing. And I remember just that phrase, and I remember exactly where he was standing on the stage where I just had that light bulb moment where so many of our patients have these light bulb moments at some point in their lives when you know they come into our office. But for me, it was in that moment. And I remember having so much hope. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh! Maybe I don't have to be in pain all the time. Maybe I don't have to be sick all the time. And I started going to this chiropractor that my husband, my now husband, was interning for. And within two weeks, I was out of pain. Mm-hmm. And I remember not really getting sick after that point um, as frequently as I had been. So it was literally life changing for me. That's, um,
1: a, that's amazing. Yeah. I, so. Um, and then probably as a result of that, then you and Ryan end up in chiropractic school and
2: the yeah, rest is history. Yeah. Continues.
1: Yeah, I didn't have my first real exposure with chiropractic. I wish I had a cool story like you until I was in, in chiropractic school. <laughs> I, I was graduating undergrad and did athletic training and thought, well, I'm really sick of working underneath a medical doctor and having a medical doctor who knows less about these athletes than me swoop in and... Mm-hmm. Everyone just goes with what that person says without. And so I thought I need to be, I need to be the, the decision maker. And I don't know what healthcare profession that, that will be the right for me. But so then I just started looking into, maybe I'll be a dentist. Maybe I'll be an optometrist. Maybe I'll be a podiatrist. And someone randomly one day was like, you should, you should be a chiropractor. And I was <laughs> cool. I went and shadowed. I was working at the university of Wisconsin, Madison. So I was doing athletic training And I just went and shadowed the team chiropractor and met with him for lunch afterwards. He's like, yeah, you'd be a great chiropractor. Cool. Applied, (laughs) got in (laughs) you know, six months later, I'm sitting in Davenport, Iowa thinking how in the world did I end up at this school? But it felt like, Oh, I get to be my own boss. I get to help people with back pain and headaches. Cool. And that was the extent of my knowledge of chiropractic. In fact, I remember in the application process telling them I, I, I just never want to be or go to a chiropractic school where the chiropractors who graduate think that they can help people with things like the common cold or organ issues. Like, I really want to stick to what chiropractors should do, which is back pain and headaches. And I remember (laughs) saying that in the application process and them saying like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We're not one of those chiropractic schools. Like, we stick to what chiropractors are supposed to be doing. And lo and behold, now here we are. Like, I I think I said one of those chiropractors that it wants to adjust kids. Like, I think I said everything that I am the opposite of these days. But the, and, and then it was philosophy. It was my first year philosophy courses that started to teach, you know, the major premise, there's a universal intelligence and the expression Mm -hmm. of that intelligence through living beings is this thing called innate intelligence. And disease only comes when there's interference to that intelligence, healing the body and the causes of disease are what we have to work to address, to remove. So the body can express, its innate ability to heal itself. And it was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And since that power is regulated and starts through the brain, the spinal cord, and the nerves that exit, it would make perfect sense that we have to have a healthy spine then to protect the system that's trying to heal and coordinate and allow our bodies to function. And it's like light bulb after light bulb after light bulb. And that was how I got introduced to chiropractic. Was in
2: chiropractic school. What about, what about you, Natalie? That is so crazy. So apparently, me and Aaron just got introduced to chiropractic by falling in love with boys. Uh,
0: <laughs> that had happened for me. That's I
1: awesome. My <laughs> family, life was like very different right now.
2: So same thing. I um, I was dating Peter in high school, who ended up becoming my husband and he was two years older than me. So he was in college and I finally graduated high school, went into college undecided, had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. And his older brother was a chiropractor interning with, um, Dr. Charles majors in Chicago. It was an amazing, huge, like chiropractic clinic pulling off, um, just amazing things and changing people's lives. So he was like, you've got to just come shadow this, this, you know, doctor with me, I'm a chiropractor. Maybe you'll work in my office someday. And so we went and we sat through his um like new patient orientation class called his doctor's report, where he really just explains what is chiropractic to patients when they're first getting started. And that 45 minutes completely changed my life. Like same thing as you, Aaron, like he was talking about you know, how health is not just how you feel, it's how your body is functioning. And I was in a room of, you know, 15 to 20 other people. And I felt like I had a target on my forehead. Like I felt like everything he covered, he was talking directly to me and describing how I had been living my life up until that point. Like it does like, I remember him, I remember it set out my mind that he was like, so you wait until you have a problem. Like you want to be healthy, but you wait until you have a problem to even pay attention to your health. And then you you cover it up with ibuprofen or Tylenol, some chemical thinking that that's actually making you healthier. And I, I'll, I will never forget when he said, if you went home and took the whole bottle of Tylenol tonight, what would happen to you? So what in the world is the difference between that and taking taking one every single day? You know, it's just a matter of time. And that that moment was when I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's how I've been living. And then he continued to just explain, right? Like how your brain controls everything in your body and what chiropractic is. Like Sarah was saying, how if you want to function well, you've got to remove the interference and then you've got to give your body what it needs to function like it should, like good nutrition and minimizing toxins and all of the things that we now know. And like that was the pivotal moment for me that I knew I always wanted to help people. I, literally, I can't do blood and I can't do needles. So it was like, I can't work in the hospital. So what am I going to do with my life? And in that moment, like I walked away from that knowing like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. I, same thing, like hopeful, empowered, so excited that it was like, wait, my, my current state of health isn't um, just by chance. And it's actually like. is is for a reason. Like it was based off of the choices and the things that kept going on inside my body that I never got to the cause of that more and more medications just kept making it worse and worse. So after that, I applied to chiropractic school and, um, yeah, it was just a complete, complete life change right from there. So I started getting adjusted. I found a chiropractor where I was currently living started getting adjusted. And as I was saying, I was going to the bathroom maybe once a week. I often thought, okay, I've had breakfast, lunch, and dinner for seven days. Like, where <laughs> did all of that go? I was horribly bloated. Got x-rays at a clinic and started getting adjusted. And within like two weeks, I was going to the bathroom two to three times a day. I literally lost 10 pounds in the first two weeks.
1: Natalie, okay, I have to tell you the story because I know that you guys know my kids. So we actually, the three of us are going on a trip. We're taking our kids to Glacier and we're going to do some hiking with them. And so we've been preparing our kids. And so we took them on a practice hike and we were probably on a trail for about three to four hours and eating snacks along the way. And when we got back down to the base of the mountain, Roman was like the whole time on the way down, he's like, I got to poop. He's my four-year-old. I got to poop. I got to poop. I'm like, dude, just hold it. Like it'll, the urge will go away if you hold it. And we're going to poop when we, like, we're not that far from the toilet. Let's just get there and not poop on this trail. I and mean, Worst, push come to shove, we can do it, but I'd, I'd rather not. So we get down to the bathroom, and he's sitting on the toilet, and he looks up with me. He's like, "Mom, this is going to take a while. I ate a lot of food on that hike." <laughs> <laughs> so even in a four-year-old's mind, he understands if it goes in, at some point, it needs it needs to come out. And as you That's said, so like, about I ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner for seven days. <laughs> Our children's perspective on. This is going to take a long time. Off. I ate a lot of food on that, on that drill. Oh, oh my fine. gosh. Oh my okay. God. So I want to, I want to explore the concept with you guys of, cause I feel like maybe we're opposites. I feel like you guys, your introduction to chiropractic brought you straight through to a total paradigm shift on how you lived your entire life or, or the opposite does holistic living kind of point you towards chiropractic. So, For, for me, chiropractic, I had always sort of innately, I remember being young, like elementary school and giving up drinking, drinking pop or soda. I grew up in Kansas in that phase of my life. So it was called pop. And I, and I remember thinking, just going through phases where it's like, Hey, I'm going to stop drinking that. That doesn't seem good for my body, or I'm going to stop eating sugar. And just, I was always a little bit geared towards being the health conscious one as a child, but I thought chiropractic like chiropractic was completely separate and it's sort of been this flip. And when we talk about this journey to holistic living, I call it now, I really call it this, how we got to the point of living a chiropractic lifestyle and that phrase, a chiropractic lifestyle. I think when you really understand what a chiropractic lifestyle means, it means a lot more than just we show up and we get regularly adjusted. A chiropractic lifestyle is one that says, I believe that there is an innate ability of the body to heal itself, that it's self-healing and self-regulating, and that the only way disease exists in the body is when there's interference to that. And so a chiropractic lifestyle says it's a constant pursuit of removing interferences through every aspect, not just spinal misalignment interferences, through every aspect of my life. And when you really live a chiropractic lifestyle, the way I like to talk to with my children and talk to about. patients is that when something arises either health-wise or relationship-wise or financially like it applies to every aspect of our lives we're always focused on the cause we never focus on treating conditions and covering up symptoms we're always talking about root cause and i think that this concept of a chiropractic lifestyle understanding that the way we do healthcare is always focused on cause never focused on treating conditions It's a principle that applies to across multiple areas of our life. And which is why I like it better than just saying we live a organic, healthy, vitalistic lifestyle, like chiropractic lifestyle to me, that says so much more about every area of our life. So I'm just curious, your guys take on it and your approach to that, that philosophy and that paradigm of living for you and your families.
0: So, yeah, I think that's such a good point to bring up. Um, because I know plenty of people that are living a natural lifestyle that chiropractic is not a part of their lives at all. Um, for us and our family, and I know it's similar for you guys, um, chiropractic is that foundation. So, you know, we know that removing interference is critical in order for our body to be able to heal. Um, and so anytime my kids are expressing health is what we call it. We don't really call it sick. Um, their bodies are just showing. expression of health, um, that their body's doing the right thing when they have a runny nose or they have a cough or they're throwing up, you know, that's the body doing the right thing, even though they're uncomfortable. Um, but I, I remember, I think it was my eight year old and she was expressing health one day and she said, mom, I need you to adjust me. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, why, why do you want to get adjusted or why do you need to get adjusted? And she said, um, so that I, so that I stop throwing up. And it was just a really great moment for me to be able to explain to her, you know, we don't adjust you to treat, you know, the fact that you're throwing up. And we are adjusting you to remove interference so that your body can continue to do what it's created to do and designed to do and knows how to do so that you can get healthy um, or you can be healthy. And I remembered her looking at me like, okay, well, that, yeah, that makes sense. And even this kid who's grown up this way, you know, this vitalistic model was still looking at, you know, in that moment, the adjustment as being something that's going to fix her or, you know, treat that symptom that she has, which is so far from what I want her to to believe about her body. I want her to know that her body knows exactly what to do. We just need to remove the interference. And so that's really the foundation that our family lives by. And then beyond that, we start looking at nutrition and we start looking at exercise and toxins and how do we remove interference in those areas of our lives as well so that our bodies can do exactly what they're created and designed to do.
2: And I think, you know, one thing that I think about the difference when you take somebody who's living a healthy lifestyle, eating well, exercising, um, supporting their body in that way compared to living the chiropractic lifestyle, I feel like there's a jump there in your um, just like the the principles and beliefs that you're rooted in and that you know you can eat well and do all these things yet like chiropractic is removing the interference so your body can function at its best and actually utilize the good food that you're putting in and communicate back and forth to your muscles and your heart and to your lungs and to your whole body so that everything is connected well and for me, I feel like that takes people to the next level where like, when our baby had a fever, I wasn't fearful, right? Because it was like, I knew that we could do something to make sure that the body was in the perfect state and the body is not gonna make its temperature higher than it should be if it's well-connected, right? If the feedback loops are going properly and the nervous system is connected, the body's gonna do what it needs to do to fight off whatever it is. And so I feel like that that takes it to the next level of, um, holistic living, right. Or like the chiropractic lifestyle way of living is, you know, when our baby had a fever, it was, I'm adjusting it morning and night and making sure that there's nothing interfering. So the body can do exactly what it needs to do on top of all the other good lifestyle habits, right. That we have fuels that.
1: Well, and I think that part of the, I don't want- not necessarily a paradigm shift but part of the shift that happens when you really understand a chiropractic lifestyle is you understand the freedom that comes to not live in fear of symptoms and live in fear of disease and in fear of diagnoses you really get your power back but with it right alongside it comes the personal responsibility it's it's work it takes effort mm-hmm. to raise your children this way it takes effort to honor the way that your body was created to heal it takes effort i mean we each I know we, we all do the hard work of getting up and working out every day and choosing the salad over the hamburger. And I hate taking supplements, but darn it, I take my supplements every day. And it's even as a chiropractor, it's a pain in the rear sometimes to get my kids to get adjusted. But what, what do we do at, at least every two weeks? I lay them down and get their little, my kids in particular, because they, for whatever reason, hate to be adjusted by me. They love to be adjusted in our office by their Aunt Katie, and they hate to be adjusted by me. So, but it's effort, and I understand that there's a responsibility that comes along with it. If we want the freedom and the ability to not live a life of fear, then we have to take personal responsibility for the choices that we make on a daily basis, knowing those are little deposits in an investment of this long term goal of you know living a vitalistic, long, healthy disease-free, abundant, you know, fulfilled life. So, um, okay. So I think that I wanted to keep today short and sweet and just begin to touch on some of our stories. So we appreciate all of you for chiming in. We'd love to hear anything that our listeners have to share about how they got their introduction to chiropractic or holistic living. And we also want to make sure that if you're listening to this and you've never been to a chiropractor and you've never been adjusted and you're just beginning your journey, you're maybe that person that's like, hey, we're eating right and we're taking our supplements, but the chiropractic thing is not a leap that we've made. Um, we're a safe landing pam- pad for you. Reach out to us and we will connect you to a wonderful vitalistic chiropractor in your area. We've got a lot of connections between the three of us, so we can certainly make sure that we find someone close to you so you can get the care um, and the leadership that your family needs to really live this lifestyle. So thanks so much for tuning in this week and we will talk to you all soon.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Docs Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to the show, the greatest compliment you can give is to share this with others and leave us a review on iTunes. By subscribing to our podcast, you'll never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.